So I've been walking for about half an hour now and um, I'm in the heart of Bloomsbury. Um, I've left my office in UCL behind me and I'm continuing south down Mallet Street. And on my left here, I see Senate House. It's sort of uh, the central building of the University of London, of which UCL is one of the constituent colleges. So the tower itself is white and solid and extends upwards this sort of iconic Art Deco building. Um, if you happen to have read The Day of the Triffids by John Wyndham, um, you might remember that the building is one of the important London landmarks at which the, the book is set. But anyways, I just wanted to mention Senate House because it also contains a vast library with workspaces and extensive collections, which you all have the right to use as UCL students. Um, of course, UCL um, also has its own fantastic library, but I just wanted to mention Senate House because it has a particularly large Latin American collection, including books, articles, ephemera, and a sizable film uh, collection. So I know libraries are functioning a little different just now, but when it opens up as normal, um, I was thinking that those films have to be reserved and watched in the library, but if you ever find yourself in there um, studying and in need of a break, I would sort of highly recommend exploring that collection. So I've carried on down Mallet Street and I've just reached the T-junction with Montague Street and the back of the British Museum, the sort of monumental classical building that occupies this, this full block. And I just felt it would be completely remiss of me not to mention the British Museum. Um, as their website reminds us, the America's collection contains around 90,000 objects covering some 12,000 years of history. So of course it's a sort of fantastic resource for those interested in material culture or pre-Columbian history and the indigenous peoples of the Americas. But there are another couple of things I think are worth mentioning of particular importance to, to Latin America. First, I think we have to admit that it, it seems pretty odd that a museum which celebrates global history and cultures is actually called the British Museum. It really does seem like a bit of a misnomer and it's perhaps one of those little slips that allows us a glimpse of the museum's own history. That is, the history of British collectors who travelled the world, including extensively in Latin America, and felt they had the right, or perhaps they felt it was a duty, to amass artefacts that constitute the material and cultural heritage of other peoples and other places, and then bring them here to be preserved displayed and observed. So museum studies is now a field in its own right and one you can actually study at UCL and it entails sort of very complex ethical debates that continue to be incredibly important and relevant today. And in a sort of similar way I guess the books written by those same British travellers and scientists in the 19th century also had an important influence in literature in Latin America that also resonates today. So to cite just uh, one favourite example, Argentine author Cesar Aira's sort of pseudo-historical novel La Liebre, or The Hare, features an English naturalist in the 19th century as protagonist, and he sort of travels to Argentina in search of the elusive and eponymous hare. And then the novel's structured around this sort of increasingly absurd series of twins, doubles and pairs which culminates with the revelation that the hair in question is actually a birthmark 
that proves that the protagonist is in fact the son of the indigenous cacique Calfulcura and the long-lost uh, twin of his son Namunkura, both of whom are real-world Mapuche leaders, or sorry, were real-world Mapuche leaders. So it seems then that, that Ira's novel simultaneously attests to, yet mocks, theories which se celebrate the intertwining of the indigenous and the European to produce new cultural formations in the Americas, a process that's been variously analysed as transculturation or cultural hybridity. But there's no doubt really that these same processes, just like the legacy of colonialism, continually shape Latin American society even today. And that indirectly sort of brings me to the second thing that I wanted to mention at the British Museum, Karl Marx. So exiled to London in 1849, it was here in the reading rooms of the British Museum that, that Marx researched and wrote Das Kapital. So of course, um, Marxism has had and continues to have a, a profound effect around the world. But that's undoubtedly true in Latin America, where it would be simply impossible to understand the history of the 20th century without considering the role of Marxism. Indeed, sort of any quick summary or list is bound to be woefully incomplete, but it would have to include thinkers such as José Carlos Mariátegui, maybe Trotsky's exile and murder in Mexico, and then world-changing events like the Cuban Revolution or the democratic route to socialism undertaken by Salvador Allende in Chile, and then the numerous and diverse social and insurrectionary movements that were inspired by those events in subsequent years across the region, many of which would then be crushed by brutal dictatorships exercising horrific and extensive violence. So in every case, local histories and cultures led to novel interpretations of Marxist thought, producing vastly complex realities. It seems to me then that, that the Marxist legacy itself attests to what Deepesh Chakravarti has called the everyday paradox of third world social science. The fact that theories produced by European thinkers while reflecting on local European histories and realities have been and continue to be eminently useful to intellectuals in what we might now call the Global South to explicate their own realities. In whatever field you're entering now, I suppose these are precisely the sorts of fundamental and important questions that you'll explore in your studies. And maybe the British Museum can serve as a reminder to all of us that we need to think carefully about the ethical implications of the work we do as we try to make our own contribution to knowledge.